welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture, specifically movies and TV shows. My name is Edward Lauder. I'm the editor of Small Screen. Um, you can follow us uh, at Small Screen Co. everywhere on Instagram. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, uh, please give us five stars in the reviews. That'd be really, really helpful. And if you're watching over on YouTube, uh, a like and a subscribe would be really, really ha- oh, well much appreciated and uh, if you're on Facebook then follow like the page that'd be great Uh, now let's get straight into the news which uh, you'll find all of the written articles over at small-screen.co.uk but I wanted to get into what I believe to be one of the most interesting bits of news of the day uh, and that's that WandaVision will, will reportedly introduce Doctor Two's main Doctor Strange Doctor Two Doctor Strange Two's main villain. So this comes to us from Bounding Into Comics. So they're a, a website that I'm actually quite familiar with. Um, they tend to post. They do have uh, the occasional scoop. Um, this is kind of one that they're saying is a rumor. Uh, that they're, they're basically saying that Doctor Strange 2, that the main villain Doctor Strange 2 could be Mephisto. And that uh, actually Mephisto will be first introduced in the MCU in WandaVision. So this is quite interesting because Mephisto is a villain that a lot of people have wanted to see. It's a Doctor Strange villain, to, uh, usually in, in the comics. He, he goes up against Doctor Strange because uh, he's quite magical. And um, bounding into comics, uh, do go and have a look at their article over there. They go into quite into into this kind of uh, rumor in quite quite a lot of detail. But what they're saying is that uh, basically the show will open up uh, the MCU to the multiverse, and that's how Mephisto will end up coming into the MCU through that show. Uh, they're also saying, uh, which has actually been said before, that uh, Doctor's well, uh, Wonder Vision, Spider Man Three, and Doctor Strange Two will all be part of a kind of trilogy. So that that means that these uh, films will all be linked and they'll probably be linked via the multiverse and also probably Mephisto will have something to do with them, uh, with each film. So basically Mephisto will be kind of the overarching villain in all three uh, properties, in all three movies, and then uh, Doctor Strange will have to take it upon himself to really deal with this issue, with uh, the issue of Mephisto, and uh, that's probably where that character might end up coming to an end. Well, who knows? But there are rumors of like who might play Mephisto. I've heard uh, rumors that, um, what's his name, Sam Raimi's, uh, so that the actor that he likes to Bruce Campbell, there we go, that's his name, uh, that Bruce Campbell could play that role. That would be interesting if he gets to play that role, but that would be kind of a bit more jokey than than what it seems as though they're going with. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I do like this rumor. Again, it is a rumor, so nothing nothing is really confirmed. Bounding into, com- uh, into comics make it very clear that this is a rumor that they've heard that it hasn't actually been officially revealed or um, that their sources can actually verify is the truth. Uh, but I think it's quite fun. I'd like... I- I- I think it's about time that we see Mephisto in the in the MCU. A lot of people want to see him. And uh, there's also been some talk of a gender swap, so that it could be a woman. Uh, I mean, who knows? Uh, that would be. I don't think that would be a problem. I don't think that would really be too problematic as far as the character is concerned. I think that would be quite interesting, actually. But I know some people <laughs> won't, won't like that. They're, you know, there are always people out there that get rather annoyed about that sort of stuff. But let me know what you guys think in the comments. Um, 
Right, so moving on from that and moving on to some more kind of MCU-based news, and that's that the co- um, a star from the Netflix show Cobra Kai is rumoured to be in talks to play Iceman in an MCU kind of X-Men reboot. Well, I say X-Men reboot, but it's not quite. that's not quite right. So this comes from um, Geekosity. So Mikey Sutton over there is the uh, editor and founder of Geekosity, and he has very very good contacts if you uh, i say this uh every time i I talk about anything over that comes from geekosity um basically everything that a lot of the stuff that they that they post that mikey Sutton posts a lot of it ends up uh, ends up being true uh if you were paying attention on the disney um investors day presentation uh then you'll know that a lot of what was announced especially in the marvel side of things on the marvel side of things was basically already revealed by mikey Sutton, which is quite interesting uh, but I'll just bring up what he has to say about the actor in, in, in question, which is Tanner Buchanan. So he's a great actor, actually. Uh, I'll show you a picture of him in a minute. Uh, so Cobra Kai actor Ka- uh, Tanner Bu- uh, Buchanan is among the actors being eyed to play the mutant Iceman in the MCU. Sources have revealed to me that Iceman could be among the first X-Men cast for Disney. His debut is being discussed for an upcoming Spider-Man movie. So that that's the thing where I said it's like an X Men reboot. But well, he look it looks like they might introduce him first in a Spider Man film. So what do you guys think about that? I quite I mean I think um is it is uh, Tanner Buchanan is a really good actor. I think he's really good in um, Cobra Kai. We already know that he's uh, very adept at um at fighting at on screen fighting, which is something that a lot not a lot of actors can do very well. He can do it very well. Um, so I think he, he's quite young as well, which would be perfect for Iceman. I think that's a really good choice. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see uh, who they end up going with. But let me know your thoughts on this. Who would you like to see play Iceman? There's definitely going to be an Iceman in the MCU. He's a big uh, X-Men, so or member of the X-Men. So let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Right, moving on. And moving on to Black Panther 2. So there, there was a big scoop, a bunch of scoops uh, over at Phantom Wire. And this comes from Andy Signal that, that writes his scoops up for them. And he, he's basically revealed quite a lot of stuff about what's going on and well, what's going to happen in this Black Panther movie. One of the things that he said would happen is that um, the characters in Black Panther 2 will end up battling for the mantle of Black Panther. So this, of course, will be... They're kind of forced into this after the tragic passing of uh, Chadwick Boseman, who of course played T'Challa, the original uh, Black Panther. This film will have to deal with that. Uh, Ryan Coogler had to kind of not really go back to the drawing board, but kind of talk, well, try and tweak the, the script so that they could kind of, well, deal with that is 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 the thing that they, they were trying to, they, or they are trying to do anyway. Um, so what are they going to do? Well, it looks like they're going to have the likes of Shuri and Baku, um, possibly Daniel Kaluuya's character, uh, and maybe someone else that we don't that we don't know that's going to be involved in this film. Uh, all battle each other for uh, the to be named the next Black Panther. I'm imagining that Shuri apparently she'll end up coming out on top, and I'm imagining that she'll come up with some sort of ingenious invention to beat all of them. So they might think that she won it by proxy uh, but actually no she's just smarter than the rest of them I think that's what that's what's going to happen uh, I'd just like to read what he said what what Andy Signal wrote to give him credit for this so bring that up a bit so yeah 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 
Um, we were told that currently the film's opening will feature Chadwick's uh, Black Panther character in costume for a short, respectful tribute and send-off uh, send to the character. The specifics of that scene are still being decided on, uh, but T'Challa will pass on. This will leave the state of Wakanda um, and the throne in disarray. We're told many characters will vie for the throne, but ultimately one will prevail. We've learned Shuri will become the next Black Panther. So they're pretty adamant that that's going to happen. I think that's that makes perfect sense as far as I'm concerned. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Is this something you'd like to see? Would you, yeah, would you like to see kind of a big fight for the, the, the Black Panther role, the Black Panther mantle, the, the throne? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Right, moving on from that and moving on to Riz Ahmed. So he's actually revealed that he won't be in Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. And he's also basically saying he's not going to be involved in the Star Wars in, in like any future Star Wars franchises so he won't be in Cassia in the Andor series um he revealed this it was an interview with Collider I believe let me just check I uh, know it's a Hollywood reporter sorry yeah so the Hollywood reporter do all of these interviews uh with these actors uh, that are kind of in the running to get awards or be nominated so he is in um uh, a film called The Sound of Metal, I believe, where he plays a drummer. Apparently, it's very good. I haven't seen it yet. I really want to. But he was also in Venom, and he he was the main villain in, in Venom, and he was in Rogue One. He died in both films. So this is kind of like a, a no-brainer, but you know what? Uh, the Hollywood Reporter still asked him about it. Uh, I know some people kind of commented on Twitter saying, yeah, he died. Why are you writing about this? But he, he it's, it's what he said. So he said, uh, I think I'm done with Venom. It's pretty conclusive. Dude got blown up in a spaceship. And then he was asked about Rogue One. He says, I just I just haven't heard of that, to be honest. As in, like, he hasn't heard of the Andor series. I'm not so sure about that, but it sounds to me like he just hasn't heard that he's going to be in that. And that's filming at the moment in London, as is Kenobi, which I'm going to go on to in a second. But yeah, Riz Ahmed is not going to be in Venom 2, and he won't be in the Cassian Andor series. But we kind of knew that already. Uh, so what are your thoughts about that? <clears throat> I love Riz Ahmed. I'm a bit sad that he won't be in these uh, in these upcoming kind of franchises because I think he's great. I think he was done a massive disservice uh, in the first Venom film. I also think he was done a pretty big disservice in Rogue One. But you know what? That's all in the past now. He's now looking like he's going to get all these uh, kind of Oscar nominations and stuff in his in, the, in his future. He's got a big career ahead of him. He's already had a really good, you know, impressive career. So, you know, good for him. Let's let's see him get some Oscar, uh, you know, some Oscar buzz around his uh, performance, which I will watch that film. I need to watch that film. Let me know what you think about that in the comments below. <clears throat> right. Moving on to our exclusive of the, well, week, basically. We, uh, we've, it's been a bit of a kind of a yeah January is always a bit difficult because uh, not much is going on really in January uh, people seem to be a bit depressed so hopefully the show will make you a bit less depressed because we're talking about fun things so this is the exclusive that Liam Neeson will be returning as Qui-Gon Jinn in the Kenobi series so this we were told um, by a couple of sources one that came to us quite recently to confirm that it was going to happen so this actually comes after um, Liam Neeson himself admitted in an interview with Collider that he'd be up for returning uh, as the character in the Kenobi series uh, that he that that interview then went out and then I was contacted by a source whom I've worked with in the past so I'll bring this up here for you guys so the source said that deal um, 
So that deal's already done. Liam Neeson will be playing Qui-Gon Jinn in Kenobi. So then I kind of pressed him for a bit more information and then this is what he had to say. Honestly, I'm not 100% certain on how they'll bring the character back. It sounds like it'll be a flashback sequence, yet they could also be thinking of bringing him back as a Force ghost. More info when I get it. So after after that, I kind of went around asking other people to corro to corroborate this. A number of people did, but they didn't want to, uh, that they refused to be direct quoted, which is fine. Uh, I always ask my sources if they're okay being directly quoted or not. Majority of them say yes, some of them say no. Um, so, that, but they said yes, it's happening. And... Uh, it's it's one it's one of those things. I'm pretty certain that it'll be a uh, won't be a flashback sequence. I think it'll be a force. He'll 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 appear. Sorry to Kenobi as a force ghost, and I think a lot of it might have to do with um, Kenobi realizing what's happened to um, to um, sorry to <laughs> isn't it to Anakin to Anakin Skywalker. So I, I think there's going to be a scene between Ewan McGregor and. And um, so, yeah, Ewan McGregor and like wanting to talk to his former um, master, his Jedi master, which was Qui-Gon Jinn. He was uh, Qui-Gon Jinn's Padawan. And there's a lot, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be quite interesting because there's a lot been discussed about how Anakin actually would have ended up, well, wouldn't have ended up going to the dark side if Qui-Gon Jinn had survived. So a lot really depended on that. And um, that's one of the really, I think that's one of the really interesting things about the prequel is the fact that, or the prequels, even that that film, is the fact that Anakin's future really hinged on that moment, on that, on that fight with, uh, with Darth Maul. So I think that will be maybe the focus of an entire episode. I think he'll only be in one episode and I think it will be a really interesting one for Star Wars fans because it will kind of open up that that aspect of things the fact that Kenobi will think he's really really failed Anakin because he's worked out what's happened to him and that he's he is Darth Vader now and uh and I think that he'll have to he'll seek guidance and counseling from his Jedi master who is Qui-Gon Jinn and who will t uh, turn up as a force ghost he actually has already done so in uh, some of the animated shows he's been a he's turned up as a force ghost in the past and uh, it's they're really interesting scenes and I think it'll be something that um well, I am personally very excited to see it. Let me know what you guys think about this. Are you excited to see Qui-Gon Jinn back? Um, Liam Neeson, he's coming back. He's he's really fit and, you know, he's, he looks, he's in brilliant shape. So it's not that difficult. But the, the whole reason why I didn't think they do a flashback sequence is because, first off, there's not really any reason to, um, I don't think. Secondly... I don't think they should be de-aging anybody, especially after what well, I mean. I loved that scene, but Luke didn't look great in uh, in the Mandalorian season two. So I think they might want to keep costs down. Um, you know, they probably already have to pay like the likes of Liam Neeson quite a bit to turn up in this. Probably, probably not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much. I didn't ask how much they're paying him, but you know, they want to keep it down, cost down. And I think story-wise, it makes more sense for him to turn up as a force ghost. But let me know what, what your thoughts in the comments below on that. Let me know. Right, moving on. So now we're on to the TV section of the show. And Jason Isaacs has actually revealed that he'd love to play the Grand Inquisitor in a live-action Star Wars project. So this would probably be a TV show that he's going to, that he'd want to play him in. So Jason Isaacs, actually voiced the Grand Inquisitor in um, Star Wars Rebels. And uh, he, he, I think he said, wait, wait, I want to get the, the right quote. 
this was, I believe it was an interview with Collider. Yeah, it was. So Collider's been doing a lot of interviews with uh, Star Wars actors. So he said, I'm open to anything. It's always about the script. I don't just want to turn up so that I can take some photographs and go to conventions. I'd like to play, I like to, sorry, I'd like to play parts. The Inquisitor was a great part when I played it. And if the Inquisitor was a great part again, I'd be up for it. But yeah, Katie Sackhoff had a very good time. I know Katie um, and I'll say I loved being part of the Star Wars world. They invited me in. Um, sorry, they invited me in, although I've, uh, I've only ever been an animated character before. So yeah, I think it, I think that sounds about right to have him play the Grand Inquisitor. I mean, would it be in the Kenobi series? That makes sense because we know that Darth Vader's involved in the Kenobi series. We know Hayden Christensen's coming back as Darth Vader. So this would be kind of, it would be during his time of having these, these Inquisitors and the Grand Inquisitor. So I think that would be really cool to see him in live action and being being played by Jason Isaacs. And they, I mean, we also revealed that Lars Mikkelsen is coming back as Thrawn. So they really do like to bring back the voice actors, especially the ones that with, with a, you know, an acting background which of course Jason Isaacs does have. You know, some of the voice actors that are just straight voice actors haven't been able to return, which is like Rosario Dawson played Ahsoka Tano. She didn't voice the character. Uh, I always forget Ashley something, the the the, the woman that voiced uh, Ahsoka Tano in the series. Remind me, I can't remember. And I'm not, uh, let me just, wait, who? I'll look that up actually. Ahsoka Tano voice actress. Ashley Eckstein. Okay, I always forget that name. But yeah, she, she was the one that voiced um, voiced the character in the shows, but she didn't get to play her in live action, probably because, not maybe not because she's not, she, she is a voice actress, but she has acted in things before. But maybe because there's something more, like the, she didn't quite look the part, so maybe Rosario Dawson was just better, tested better on screen, like that's always a possibility. But the likes of Jason Isaacs and Lars Mikkelsen and um, and Katie Sackhoff as well, really they do look the parts as well. So I think it, I think it makes sense to see all of them. Uh, Jason Isaacs come back as the Grand Inquisitor, possibly in a Kenobi series. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Right, moving on and moving on to Doctor Who. So we've been talking a lot about what's going on with Doctor Who. So Jodie Whittaker is leaving uh, the show after season 13. So who's going to be replacing her? Well, there have been a bunch of names thrown around. So I myself have heard like uh, Daniel Kaluuya, who I don't think would do it. Um, Hem uh, Himesh Patel from Yesterday and Tenant was another one that I think he'd be good, actually. Then the likes of Chris Marshall, um, Michaela Cole, Richard Ayoade have been other other names mentioned. Well, now there's a, f well, fourth? The fourth favorite to play the role is Michael Sheen. So Michael Sheen, you might know from, well, he's in loads of stuff, The Masters of Sex. He's in, um, uh, <laughs> he's in, I'm blanking on a lot of his stuff now. He's He was in The Queen, was it called The Queen? Yeah, I think it was The Queen as Tony Blair. He's just a fantastic actor. Really, really good Welsh actor. Well, British, but Welsh. And uh, he was in Good Omens as well. You might have seen him in Good Omens. And also the Twilight series. He was uh, the evil vampire in that. Brilliant actor. He would make a fantastic Doctor Who. Uh, according to... Uh, so he's now... His odds... Uh, uh, 
uh, have been slashed. Sorry, I don't like talking about odds because I don't really get it. I'm not a betting guy, but his odds have been slashed from 20 to 1 to 12 to 1. So I, that's good. That means he's now the fourth favorite to play, to play the role, uh, according to Ladbrokes, which is a UK-based uh, betting company. Uh, and they actually released a statement to the Daily Express in which they said Michael Sheed might just be the perfect replacement for Jodie Whittaker and plenty of punters reckon he may well get the nod. So I really like the idea of him playing Doctor Who. I, I think he'd be a bit of a throwback to some of the previous ones before uh, Christopher Eccleston took on the role. He's kind of more old school uh, as far as Doctor Who's concerned. He's a brilliant actor as well. Then again, the thing is, they tend to give it to people that haven't done, like, aren't massively well known. And Michael Sheen is a pretty well known actor. Uh, so maybe he's a bit too big for the role. That's one thing that, you know, the one thing that I think might be might be slightly problematic in getting him to do the role. I also think he'd only be around for like one or two seasons. They might want someone who'd be around for longer. I'm pretty sure they would have wanted Jodie Whittaker to stay around for longer than she did. I mean, three seasons, not a bad, you know, it's quite a long time. But like, the, I think Matt Smith did four. Christopher Eccleston only did one. I think maybe David Tennant did three as well. Maybe he did four, three. But I mean... They would have liked her to stay on for a while longer, I think. But uh, now they're in this position where they're going to have to look for another doctor. And I think Michael Sheen is a brilliant replacement. I think he's... I th a lot of people will be very happy with that casting. Richard Ayoade is another one that I think is a great idea. Uh, I like Himesh Patel as well. As I said before, Daniel Kaluuya, I think, is a bit too well-known. And his career is going other places right now I think Himesh Patel as well uh, Michael Sheen as well they're, they're very big names that people are mentioning so maybe we need to think about who like the other names like the Chris Marshall um, Michaela Cole maybe these are names that people aren't so familiar with well I think in the end of the day B the BBC are gonna they're gonna cast the person that they think is the best for the role but let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below Right, moving on. And uh, Netflix has officially passed 200 million subscribers, which is great news for Netflix. <clears throat> That's really, really good news for Netflix. So um, this was revealed by Netflix. We got it from comicbook.com. So uh, what does this mean? Well, it means it's the world's biggest, uh, well, but world's biggest streaming service, but we already knew that. Um, it was revealed that uh, they had an additional 8.45 uh, million paid subscribers in the fourth quarter of last year. <clears throat> Most of them located in the United States and Canada with uh, 73.9 million paid members as, as, at the end of uh, 2020. So it, in, that was in Canada, I think. So, oh no, in North America, sorry. So United States and Canada. So people, it's like... Netflix is, is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, which is great news for Netflix. One of the problems Netflix has is it's still not in the black, you know, it's still in the red, um, which means they're, they're still in debt, uh, quite a lot in debt, actually. Uh, so it's, it's a business model that's going to take a long time for them to get into, into profit. Um, one of the main reasons I've spoken about this before, why Netflix uh, has, well, a problem is that they have to license a lot of content. So that means most of the money they spend is actually on licensing. So that means that, well, in, or, in order to make money, what they really need to do is make more originals. So and that's what they're doing. So we, we're seeing a lot of 
like Netflix's supposedly biggest hits of the year have been their originals. But the thing is, they don't tell us the numbers for the shows they've licensed or the movies they've licensed. I'm pretty sure they're a lot bigger than the Netflix ones. So, for instance, The Witcher, I think, is still at number one as the biggest Netflix original. Then Lupin's in at number two, which is crazy to me. Uh, I think like Bridgerton, uh, maybe Tiger King, Money Heist, <coughs> season four, Stranger Things season three, I think. They're all, they're all there. Uh, the Queen's Gambit did really well as well. I think Queen's Gambit got 62 million uh, households viewing the show in the first 28 days, which is how they uh, released their numbers. Uh, again, a view for Netflix is only two minutes of watching the show or, or a movie. They consider that a view. So it's, it, you know, it's, I think it's a bit fudged slightly, their numbers. They like to bit, you know release these massive numbers, like 70 million and 74 million people have watched this show, which is impressive, but... It's going to take a while. Uh, and Netflix also released a statement. They said 2020 was an incredibly difficult year with extraordinary loss for many families, new restrictions that none of us have ever had to live with before and, and great uncertainty. Uh, we're enormously grateful that in these uniquely challenging times, we've been able to provide our members around the world with a source of escape, connection and joy while continuing to build our business with 8.5 paid net additions in, in uh, the fourth quarter. We crossed the 200 million paid membership mark. For the full year, we added a record 37 paid, uh, 37 million paid member memberships and achieved two, uh, 25 billion in annual revenue, 24% more year on year, and grew operating profits 76% to 4.6 billion. So you know, lots of billions, but they're still they're they're still in <laughs> they're still operating at a loss. Uh, so that's gonna it's gonna take a couple of years before they can really operate yeah see reap the the rewards because they are borrowing a lot of money at the moment um but i i don't worry about netflix i'm pretty sure they'll be uh they'll be doing very very well in a couple of years time especially when it looks like cinemas are going um you know people are moving away from cinemas i hope they don't but you know this this pandemic's really shown that to be the case <laughs> especially studios uh, so things like netflix disney plus uh, amazon prime hulu in the united states hbo max in the united states they're probably going to see more and more and more subscribers um, and more people will opt to watch these things at home rather than go to the cinema personally i'm going to be going to the cinema the minute they open but that's just that's that's i just think that's how things are going but let me know what you think about that in the comments below Right, moving on and on to Bridgerton season two has officially been renewed by Netflix. I just wanted to put that out there because that is great news. Um, we actually reported this a while back that they'd already greenlit the second season, but it's officially happening. Uh, so that's just a little bit of nice Netflix news. Uh, other Netflix news, which is not so nice, is that Lucifer writers are teasing a long wait for season 5B. So that means we're going to be waiting an awful long time, I think. Uh, I'll just get up their tweet because they tweeted about this. Uh, so if you don't know who, like the Lucifer writers have their own Twitter uh, account and they said, we know everyone wants to know the truth. Um, sorry, we know everyone wants to know, but the truth is even we don't know when Lucifer season 5B will come out. It's not finished yet. The pandem pandemic blew, our blew up our plans, but then we haven't... Um, but when we have an official release date, trust us, we're dying to let you know. Same with the trailer. So it sounds like we're going to be waiting a while for Lucifer Season 5 Part B. Uh, the Part A came out in 2020. I'm thinking it will be kind of middle of the year um, it's going to come out. But it sounds as though they've had a couple of issues as far as um, like the pandemic's concerned. 
I would have thought that would have affected season six more because that's the final one that they're about to, to shoot. I was under the impression that they finished shooting season five, like the entirety of season five. We're going to have to wait and see. But, you know, I'm pretty sure Lucy fans will be fine waiting a little while longer. Uh, a final bit of news. I thought it was funny, but uh, Joe, <laughs> Tiger King's Joe Exotic didn't get pardoned by Donald Trump. And on that bombshell, I'll say goodbye. Thank you very much for watching, guys. I might come back tomorrow with a bonus episode, like a little short one about some news that we're working on. Uh, but if I don't, I think I will. But if I don't, have a wonderful weekend and I'll catch you guys on Tuesday. Uh, you can follow Small Screen everywhere on social at Small Screen Co. That's Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You can also like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Uh, on Twitch as well and on uh, Facebook if you could like the page and follow the page and like the video share the videos do all that stuff it really really helps comment as well that really helps uh, comment uh, send me your your comments I love I love uh, talking to you guys on uh, on all platforms Facebook YouTube and Instagram all that stuff Twitter as well uh, you can follow me at EJ Lauder you can follow go to the site which is at small-screen.co.uk and uh, read these news articles for yourselves and um, that's wonderful when you guys do that. Uh, you can comment there as well, also. Uh, if you'd rather listen to this as a podcast, I do release them as podcasts. Uh, it's Small Screen Stories. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please give us a five-star rating. That'd be really, really great. Right, I'll leave you with that. Uh, have a wonderful weekend, guys, and I'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Goodbye. Goodbye.